Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another fun edition of Horrific Tales. Today we have a story of things that go bump in the night. Please join us as we present to you The Staircase by Justine Johnson Hemstead. I walked down the stairways of my old house, holding a candle, the worn wood creaking as I stepped, exposing the intermittent cracks with the pressure of my weight. I felt the thud again, the thud that had led me to the staircase to investigate. I glanced to the rain pouring down the window beside me, the night offering no light to guide my eyes, save for the sudden burst of lightning. In a briefly lit glimpse, I could see the outside of the far west wing of the house, the greying of stones, and the deeply green ivy crawling abundantly up the side of the end tower. The house might appear unkempt if I didn't know differently, for the lightning had not only illuminated the dreary stone walls, but light also spilled down the sharp drop-off, whence the cliffs beside the house had caused the earth to fall away years ago. I was always afraid during storms, but I was alone in the night, and willing to confront my deepest fears. Little did I know that my nightmares would take shape. How could I know that in form they would breathe? I could not know. I lived on an island, a peaceful and tranquilly quiet island. A soft clouds usually nestled, birds in flight, and seas lapped in grace-filled direction. But now, the darkness of the night lived with me in my attempt to seek safety in the kitchen. Finally, I reached the final step and levelled both feet upon the floor. I released the wooden railing that I had been clutching, as though it were life itself, and turned down the hallway. I flipped the switch on the wall. It didn't surprise me that the electricity was out on such a dangerously stormy night. I couldn't even know what time it was. I had no watch on, and the clocks in the house ran by electricity. I had lived in the house all my life. My mother had herself grown up in it, as did her mother before her. I knew the way to the kitchen well enough without light. Another distant thud struck the night, this time as if a window had fallen shut. I gasped in surprise. My eyes widened. No one else was in the house, nor had I any pets. No other living thing could have made the noise. I paused in the hallway, trembling, afraid to take another step. But I had to. I could not turn back after the thuds I had heard upstairs and by the staircase that I had so bravely descended. I had to reach the breadth of the unknown, else I would be trapped in my bedroom until the rain stopped, and who knew when that would be. I had to find out what made the noises. It could have been an animal that had strayed off its course. It could be something living, not just the wind. I took a deep breath. Mustiness hung low in the hall. Stormy winds screamed outside and branches slapped against the outer stone of the walls in a great fury. But there was another sound beneath the wind, almost a deliverance of the wind itself, a low drone. Could it have been the furnace? Probably, I tried to reassure myself. I heard a louder scream from the kitchen again, louder than the wind whose arms shook the stone house. I pressed one hand against the wall and walked forth. 
As an instinct, I looked in the hall for something to use to defend myself. A fire poker, a book, something. However, I saw nothing. Not even as I emerged from the hallway into the kitchen itself. My heart was in my throat. I could hardly breathe, yet I stepped forth. Until I saw the window itself. It hadn't shut, but rather it was still opened. Sounds of wind and rain, treacherous and surrounding. Before I could allow the full question of where the slam had come from, if not the window, I rushed towards it, setting the candle down on the kitchen table. I used all my strength against the wind and rain to push the window shut. The thin sleeves of my nightshirt had quickly become wet. I shivered with chill. Then I jumped back with the sight of something grey out the window. In the distance, I held my arms tightly over my stomach, taking another step back, taking up my candle again, waiting for the lightning to cast a glow upon the thing outside. It wasn't tall, but it wasn't too far from the window, and it wasn't moving. Then finally, lightning struck. The grounds outside were bathed in light, if only for a moment. The creature, if it could be called a creature, was grey in the darkness as it was grey in the electrical light, but now I could also see that it was on its arms and legs like an animal, and it was disfigured somehow. It rather seemed to slither, not walk, and its animal shape almost took the form of a very thin, very short human being. But as soon as the lightning retracted back into the black clouds, the creature seemed to vanish. I clutched the candle tighter and took a deep breath. Somehow, I was afraid it would be my last. I turned away from the window, shuddering in my steps, and re-entered the hallway. I knew I had locked all the windows and doors before the storm hit, but if the windows in the kitchen had blown open despite the lock, I had to check on every other lock in the house. For peace of mind, I had to walk through the hallway again, the darkened obscurity, to reach the staircase. And across from the staircase, the front door, I held my breath as I went. I knew what I had to do, so I walked towards the door, where I checked the deadbolt. It was secure. I sighed in relief, but I had still seen the creature outside, and he had still disappeared. So I continued to check the lock on the window beside the door. I also set my candle down on the table beside the window, and picked up the awaiting phone. I could feel the heat of my blood in my face, and yet I held the phone to my ear. There was no dial tone. The island's tower must have gone down in the violence of the storm. I set the phone back down on the table. I was alone, and now completely cut off from the rest of the world. I heard the sound of another thud, and I spun around towards the staircase from where the thud had come from originally, and came from again. I felt an urge to walk towards it, but I dared not. Instead, I took my candle and rushed towards the kitchen again. I ran through the hallway, my nightshirt rippling in the breeze my rush created. Upon crossing the threshold of the kitchen again, my body went numb. I stirred towards the window, for in the candlelight it was ominously half open. I stood back, my mouth opened. I carefully stepped towards the counter, and from the drawer I pulled forth a sharp knife. I turned, backing up towards the non-running refrigerator, my gaze darting to every corner. The doorway 
the pantry with its cans of corn and bags of flour, and finally the opened window. The creature was inside the house. I could feel its presence and it stilled my blood. I pushed away from the refrigerator and the counter, carefully stepped past the window, and I made my way towards the hallway again. This time I would have courage. I braced myself in my posture, straight and steady. I could see now in the candlelight I cast towards the front door that the lock was still secured. But more thuds sounded from the staircase, as if something were inside the wood, pounding to get out. I wanted to scream, yet I knew no one would hear me. Internally I shook outwardly, I trembled. Hot tears streamed down my cheeks and dripped onto my nightshirt. I knew that there was only one possible action for me to take. A thunder tore through the sky outside, and branches pummeled the house. I must look behind the staircase. Knife in hand and pointed ahead, candle clutched in my other hand. I slowly stepped towards the railing. I could no longer hear the sound of my own breath, nor could I hear my footsteps as I came close enough to reach out and touch the end swirl of the cold wooden railing. I could not let go, knife now between my hand and the railing. The thuds had ceased though. The front door that I had just carefully checked to make certain it was locked flew open with a gust of wind and slammed against the window beside it, shattering the glass. Wind and glass flew inside with great force. I tucked myself into a ball as I was knocked down to the bottom step. My candle flame had blown out. I pushed myself up with my hands against the step and rushed to the door to wrestle it shut. I thrust the bolt with all my strength to lock it again. Wind whipped through the broken window, water streaming in with it, striking against the walls and leaving darker watermarks in Rain's wake. I had to escape. Carefully I stepped around the broken glass that shimmered in the glow of lightning, through the hallway again, though I had to feel the side of the wall to make my way. In another flash of lightning I could see the open window in the kitchen and the wet floor that beckoned me to slip and fall with every step I took. I wanted to run upstairs into my room and lock the door behind me, but I could not, for I would have to pass over the staircase again, ominous and foreboding. I had been dangerously close to it already. Something was alive in there, and something was alive outside too. Chills flowed over me and with the thought, for with that window opened, but how could I know the creature was outside any longer? And I heard it, the voice of death itself. I will kill you. It droned, raspy and somewhat high-pitched. No, I said firmly, though inside my very blood quivered with fear. I won't bother you, I promised. I listened, but the voice said nothing in return. But screaming wind and pelting rain overcame its silence. Then it sounded again. I will kill you. The horror I felt must have shown in the tightness of my face. I couldn't distinguish where the sound had come from. Possibly the hallway, or the very earth that surrounded me, or in the pounding of the rain itself. Come to me, it droned. I did. The hallway, as dark as an onlet tunnel, opened up to a lightning from the room, a drenched floor, the splattering of glass, and a dripping staircase. 
the door instantly flung open again. I was blown forcefully onto the floor, cutting the palm of one hand in the broken glass. I couldn't broach the staircase again to get my shoes, so I carefully tiptoed towards the door to shut it again. I will kill you. The voice droned again, raspy and seething. I stopped. No longer did I possess the strength to shut the door. I was overcome by wind, drenched by rain. Slowly I turned towards the staircase. I could run over it again, so quickly that the thing knocking within it wouldn't know that I had gone. I crept towards the staircase then, slowly and silently, only touching the railing with my fingertips, when I heard the sickening voice say again, I will kill you. I screamed, shrinking back to the wet floor again. I didn't know what to do. I was out of ideas and I was stuck. Then I heard the hiss, a hiss that sounded more loudly than the wind and rain. It came from the staircase. My gaze rose up each step slowly until I saw the snake slithering down the stairs. Seemingly endless from top to bottom and thick, it lurked towards me. Briskly I turned beside the staircase, out of its path and out of sight. It continued to race from stairs to floor, brushing past glass in a single swoop and vanished out the door. I leaned onto the side of the staircase, sighing in relief, for the voice I had heard had been the slithering of the snake itself. It had been hiding upstairs, surely in my own dark bedroom, and as I leaned onto the staircase, I could see within one of the wider cracks the snake had been nesting. I would never have lived through the night if I hadn't been frightened out of my room, and never would I have survived if I had not been too afraid to go back up the staircase to what I thought was the haven of my room. The storm, the howl of the wind, the stinging of the rain, the flashes of lightning, the rickety staircase, and my own fear had all saved my life. If I had stayed, waiting out the storm in my room, nestled in my bed, I would have been strangled. However, there was just one thing I couldn't explain. The creeping, half-human thing I had seen in the flash of lightning outside. My mind returned to the memory of the half-human grey thing. Then the kitchen window slammed shut at the other end of the hallway. I will kill you. Something unseen rasped. I felt paralysed. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our latest horrific tale. If you want to keep up to date with future episodes, then subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page. Please also take a moment to support our contributing artists who very kindly lend their talents to this show. Check out the links in the description how you can do this. Until next time my friends, keep it creepy, keep it horrific.